Hello there, everybody. Welcome to the newest episode of the TTOR show. And hopefully the last 12 minutes-ish has really set the mood for you guys. I'm your main host, Justin Derby, founder of TTOR. And here we have my guest, Brett Keen. Say hello, Brett. Hey, what up? And Seeking the Truth was going to be a part of this show, and he still could be, but I haven't been able to contact him yet today. He often stays up late working on all of his websites and tech stuff, so there's a good chance he's probably still asleep, and there is also a chance he may wake up and join the show later on, or he'll sleep through the whole thing. You just don't know. But he is trying to make a difference in the world with his tech skills. So I tend to give him a free pass on this stuff. So cross your fingers, guys, and hope Seeking the Truth joins us later. So as before we get into the main topics of this live stream, before we talk about transgenderism and we talk about the transgender mass shooters that were successful and unsuccessful in carrying out mass genocide of Christians and churches. And before we talk about what this means for Christian persecution, and before we talk about the links of this transgender movement to pedophilia, and before we get into the UN and the sick things they're up to, we need to talk briefly about why this stream is taking place on Rumble, Odyssey, and Joshu TV, and not on YouTube. Well, recently, I've noticed that popular creators in the conservative movement like Matt Walsh, people like Emily Watson, and even centrists like Tim Pool are starting to get demonetized and have their videos taken down and even having channel ban threats being made against them by YouTube because they're daring not only to cover transgenderism, but to not affirm it. And so because that is YouTube's new policy going forward, well, any video or live stream talking about transgenderism that's just not going to happen on TTOR's YouTube channel. But hey, why limit myself to YouTube when I got Rumble and I got Odyssey and I got Joshu TV? I got YouTube, I got BitChute, and I even have my own video sharing site, Quarter. So I'm not exactly limited by YouTube censorship. What are your thoughts on YouTube's recent censorship of the topic of transgenderism, Brett? Well, don't forget your motivation for not putting the show up on YouTube. It will be on the Brett King Show radio, so make sure you check that out as well. Uh, what was you said something about? What was your view on this? What was your What was your thoughts on the censorship of conservatives and other centrists who dare to criticize the transgenderism movement? Well, it's not just been since the transgender moment. Remember, you and I, we met each other over on, uh, what's that video site called? BitChute. BitChute. And uh, that's how we ended up meeting, because liberals were censoring people. They used the medical field. They used everything they possibly could, anything they considered phobic, so they could plop their advertisements and information down on everything and get rid of anybody that spoke out. Trump era was bad. Yeah, and this era is not any better. It's getting worse, too. But, yeah, alt tech has been a great thing for guys like Brett and me for connecting, for putting out our content, and gives us a safety net for when YouTube decides that we're not allowed to be there anymore. But, yeah, I just... Uh, I remember the good old days when you used to be able to talk about anything you wanted on YouTube, and 
YouTube just let the users on the site deal with things as far as how they moderate their own channels and comments and how they respond to each other in videos. And as long as, as no laws were being broken, it was all hunky-dory. I miss those days, which is why I made Quarter in the first place, is to try and bring those days back. And it's also why other video sites have sprung up in the last six years. But I also like to go on before we move on to the subject at hand. I'd like to put out a little bit of a disclaimer. This is not a live stream where we're just going to sit around and bash on the transgenderism community as a whole, because there is no hatred in my heart towards transgender people. We're going to be instead talking about some very specific people within the transgenderism movement who are definitely mentally ill and definitely a bunch of violent psychopaths who have a tendency to want to kill anyone who disagrees with them in any way, shape, or form. And we're also going to talk about the ruling authorities that are, like the evil dirtbags they are, using the transgender movement as a tool in their tool belt to persecute Christians and those who would seek out God. Because at the end of the day, that's what the ruling authorities, the globalists, tend to do. They'll take a group that they've declared to be oppressed and for a while, they'll use that group as the thing that you need to uh, bow down to and acknowledge and you have to uh, affirm. But then they move on to the next group and the group that they were affirming before, they kind of eh, dump to the side. And that's what happened to the homosexual community after they served their purpose a few years ago. And now as the transgender movement is being propped up by the globalists, the homosexual community, at least the parts of it that are not for transgenderism, they're finding out real quick that they're not the favored group that they thought they were. They're finding out very quick that they were just tools in the globalist tool belt to oppress and persecute Christians. And now that the tool has outlived its usefulness, they're dumping you to the side and they're even going to censor and persecute you if you dare to stand up against what they're doing. Well, I was going to say, I don't have any hatred towards homosexuals or transgenders either. When it comes to transgenders, I, uh, my aggravation is with the spectacle and also the attachment and interest, the obsessive interest in children that they seem to have. That's the problem. But there's no hatred towards people like this. I'm able to have uh, transgenders and homosexuals come up into my live shows. I ain't got no problem talking to them. Don't even have a problem with saying, hey, bud. But whenever people start trying to rewrite society and the way we talk and our communication and force people to do it or they think they can beat the hell out of you or pull out that ladylike uh, fist and start punching you, yeah, I think something should be said. Right. <laughs> uh, it makes me think of that clip uh, a few years ago where that guy in a dress went to a video game store, I think it was, like a GameStop and... Totally looked like a dude wearing a dress. The clerk in the, uh, the store had no idea he was a male to female transgender. And so he accidentally called him sir. And that guy just totally flipped out. He's like, come out in the parking lot. And I'll show you what a sir is. And people, of course, obviously don't <laughs> remember that we've got a lot of reasons in uh, society why we would be shocked or stunned if somebody came in like that. One... Since the 70s, they've had a show called Candid Camera, which is kind of like the modern-day punk. Somebody comes in with slop all over their face. They call makeup and a dress that looks like it's barely hanging on. You don't know if you're being punked, you know? 
<laughs> I don't know if somebody's doing a joke on you or something. So you might say, uh, sir, come on, this is a store. And and then for them to lose their mind and go to one of their uh, mental health uh, epilepsies, I, I just don't get it. Right, or their psychotic violent tendencies, as we're going to see in this live stream. So, uh, oh, before we go on to the Nashville shooting topic, uh, I noticed on your YouTube channel recently, Brett, you've been doing a lot of videos dealing with the issue of transgenderism. My first question is for the viewing audience at home, why did you decide to make all of those videos regarding the topic of transgenderism? And then the other question after you answer that is, uh, are you concerned that YouTube will eventually slap you with channel strikes for having those videos on your channel? It probably will. It probably hit me from a God videos. It doesn't really matter. Right now, YouTube's just running an algorithm anyway that just picks up words it doesn't like and then either sinks you into the ground or makes it to where you're not seeing it all. It's the way it is. And the other thing about the transgender, why did I start making so many videos? I've got about, I'd say, 10 or 15 videos about transgenders. But on my channel, I have uh, more than 150 videos about God and doing shows and all that kind of stuff. So... I've had a, I've had a couple transgenders actually ask me why you start making these kind of videos, and I said it's because of the children being involved. It's because of that kind of thing. I mean, I, I don't know if you knew this or was around back long enough to know this, but there was a transgender who used to hang out in my room all the time. Nadia Chambers had no hate towards this person whatsoever, but they also weren't talking about stripping in front of children or doing drag queen hour either. Yeah, I remember you talking about her, but I don't think I was around when you were hanging out with her. She must have been before I met you. Yeah, Nadia, well, was, uh, Nadia was a really cool person. They were Unfortunately, they had health issues and was living in a motel room on a mattress hmm. and uh, doing that kind of stuff. And atheists would come in and basically use up the time to aggravate when it was supposed to be a place to support the transgender. Wow, that's weird. Atheists not making a supportive environment for a transgender content creator? I thought they were against that kind of thing. <laughs> I thought you might think that that's interesting. Yeah, the entire point of this transgender streaming was so they could get donations, so they could get a home and be able to get the medicines that they required and all that. Not the kind, not the transgender hormone stuff. I'm talking about actual health issues this person was having. And it was supposed to be that environment, but instead atheists used it to come up and, you know, pound on God for a while. Yeah, that is, that is weird. I mean, you would think based off of the way they were behaving that maybe Nadia was like a Christian or something, but isn't Nadia like an atheist herself or uh, agnostic or something like that? Not only a transgender, not only an atheist, but also self-proclaimed communist who is all about socialism. So yeah, all the attributes you'd ever want in an atheist, you get it with Nadia. And yet they still dogged her and did not respect her on her streams. Wow. No, they ah. didn't care at all. Nadia, <laughs> Nadia had a hard time communicating because they were trying to do that transition from male voice to female. 
and that was one of the other reasons the stream was used. Mm -hmm. And they would come in, and Nadia would be trying to talk and train their voice, and they would interrupt Nadia constantly. Nadia's host in the room. Imagine somebody just coming in, and you're right in the middle of something. They go, yeah, so how was your day there, Bob? Eh, you know, you'd be like, excuse me, I, you know, the middle of my sentence isn't the cue for you to talk. Right. But that's been a normal thing for atheists on the internet, in my experiences, that they'll jump all over you mid-sentence when you dare to try to respond to anything they say. But you know, your experience of, you know, the transgender people coming to you and be like, why are you making so many videos attacking trans people? It reminds me of a couple months ago when I put out a few videos in a row dealing with atheism and atheists in particular. And I had this one user who's like, why are you making so many videos about atheists? Your channel's become nothing but an atheist bashing channel. And much like your response, I'm like, I got so many videos on my channel and these make up, you know, a relatively small amount of my videos. And yet you're just going off on me. Like this is all I do just because I put out a couple in a row at one point in time. Really? <laughs> well, it's not just that, uh, with atheists, uh, they know damn well that, uh, most of them spend all their time attacking, uh, the concept of God. They are bashing channels. And not only do they bash God, but they also, bash people in their personal lives and stuff like that they'll even bash each other if someone doesn't agree with them or isn't completely liberal i've seen it they just quick to slice each other's throat yep it's a tragedy but we're not here to talk about atheists in particular today we're here to talk about the transgender stuff that's been dominating current events for the past basically month I didn't know how to deal with it because I thought about making like standalone offline videos that I would upload to my channels. But then things just happen, kept happening one after the other. And I'm just like, I can't just spend all my time making individual videos about each of these things. So I figured we'll just have a general stream talking about the overall stuff that's been going on. So we're going to go ahead and transition right into talking about the Nashville shooting that took place at the end of March. Let's share screen. Go application window. Boom. All right. You can see my screen, right? You can see this tweet. Yep, yep, yep. So we got a tweet by Hard Bastard who said, based on his own standards, Stenk is a sto stochastic terrorist. And here we have this lovely video of Sank doing what Cauldron Pool says is, three days ago, Sank Uger urged trans Americans to get guns because he is worried that right-wing lunatics are going to attack them. And we'll just roll this 49-second clip because, hey, let's not just take Cauldron Pool's word for it. The audio is not playing. Oh, is it not doing the audio? Okay, mm -hmm. let me tr let me try redoing that. Okay, so if I do this, okay, I'll share system audio. Now you let me know if this is playing. Could you hear that? Sorry, no audio. I can uh, see it clearly. It's just the sound. Mm, okay, so I know what I have to do. 
I don't like doing it, but I'm going to have to share my entire screen to make this work, apparently. Okay, well, there you go. I'll be a little bit of a hypocrite here. Could you hear that? Yep. Okay, good. Let's start over then. <laughs> I'll be a little bit of a hypocrite here, but it's not. I'll explain why I'm saying it. I don't like guns. I would ban assault weapons in a second. I, we can go on and on about the gun control that we need in this country. And I always tell people, don't get guns. It'll make you less safe. I'm going to make an exception here for trans people. They are actually in danger. We've had hundreds of laws passed against them. They have right-wing media ginning up fear against them 24-7. They are targeted more than any other group in America. And if anyone should get guns, it should be trans Americans, okay? Because I'm worried for them. I'm worried that the right-wing lunatics are going to attack them as they have over and over again. And by the way, it's not just right-wing lunatics. Other people attack trans folks as well. So, as we saw in that clip, Sank Uger literally said that trans Americans need to get guns because he's worried that right-wing lunatics are going to attack them. So, when that shooting in Nashville occurred three days later, we should have been reading a story about how this right-wing lunatic went to some transgender event where a bunch of trans people were together having fun and shot and killed a bunch of them, right? <laughs> Except... That's not what happened. Uh, we had the Nashville shooting where a transgender shooter went into a Christian, I think like elementary middle school and murdered a bunch of little kids and adults alike. Huh. It's almost like Sank Uger caused that na a tragedy to happen by encouraging trans people to arm up because those evil nine-year-old Christian students were going to attack them. Ooh. Well, if you already take mentally ill people who are suffering from paranoia and delusions and then tell them that their lives are in danger, that monsters are coming after them, that you got to arm yourself. Yeah, I would say that's incitement right there. And uh, number two, I like the way it took only like, what was that, less than a minute of him showing how hypocritical liberals are in the first place. Because isn't that the whole thing that Republicans say? We want our guns. Conservatives say we want our guns to defend ourselves from people or mobs that might come after us. Well, now they're turning around saying, oh, we might need some guns after all. Yeah, you conservatives and Christians and Trump supporters and all other dissidents, you're not allowed to have guns. But, oh, you mentally unstable trans people who want to kill people for simply not affirming your mental illness. Yeah, you can have these guns. Yeah, go ahead. Have this high caliber rifle. Go have fun. But let's read the article here a little bit because it kind of gives you an idea of what the Nashville shooting tragedy was. It's by Matt Vespa of Town Hall. Here's what drove the transgender Nashville Christian school shooter to violence. Nashville, Tennessee is still reeling from the horrific shooting at the Covenant School, which left six people dead, three of whom were children. The private Christian school was targeted by Audrey Hale, whom we've learned was transgender. Hale was shot and killed by police in the attack, but he, Hale identified with male pronouns, was armed with two AR-15 style rifles. Oh, so it's bad when we have AR-15s and they need to be banned but it's okay if a trans person goes into a Christian school with two AR-15 rifles and murders a bunch of people. That's cool. This story would have dominated the news cycle for days if this were any other situation, like Hale being a white guy. 
Instead, it's a situation where the left can't score major political points or hurl trite talking points about gun control. Networks are running for the exits over this story, though social media will have plenty of bad takes that will marinate for weeks. Hale felt there was no other way to be seen unless she killed some people. That's not healthy. That's mental illness. From Fox News. A radical transgender group said the transgender Nashville shooter felt no other effective way to be seen than killing six people at a private Presbyterian school. And if you know about the Presbyterian denomination, they are probably the most pro-LGBTQ church denomination on the planet. So she didn't just go to some church at random and kill a bunch of Christian children and adults. She went to a Presbyterian school slash church. She went to a denomination that affirms her community and killed a bunch of people. <laughs> Cuckoo. The Trans Resistance Network, TRN, a far-left transgender collective, released an inflammatory statement on Monday in the wake of the Covenant School shooting by transgender woman Audrey Hale in Nashville that killed three nine-year-olds and three adults. Calling a mass murder a dual tragedy, the group wrote the first was the deaths of the children and adults in the school and extended their deepest sympathies and heartfelt prayers to those families dealing with the loss of loved ones. There is nothing we can offer that will comfort the hurt or ease the sorrow, TRN wrote. We will mourn with you. The second and more complex tragedy is that Aiden or Audrey Hale, who felt she had no other effective way to be seen than to lash out by taking the life of others and by consequence herself, they continued. TRN wrote, they do not claim to know the individual or have access to their inner thoughts and feelings, but they do know that life for transgender people is very difficult and made more difficult in the preceding months by a virtual avalanche of anti-trans legislation and public callouts by right-wing personalities and political figures for nothing less than the genocidal eradication of trans people from society. So, in other words, TRN decided to contribute to the problem by perpetuating the myth that, oh, there's just all these crazy right-wing Christian people running around trying to commit genocide against the trans community, thus creating more Audrey Hales in the future. But yes, that's not... Uh, have you thought of this, TTOR? Have you ever thought... How many times have we heard about Christian schools actually having some kind of shootout in history? Hmm. Uh, Zero. I, yeah, I don't recall any in particular like that. <laughs> yeah, and then you get a couple of these churches nowadays where they even try to open up, be considerate, and respectful of whatever phenomenon that happens in society, and what do they get for their troubles? Right. Yeah, and that's the part I mentioned earlier. It's just so funny that the particular church and school that this transgender shooter decided to shoot up was the denomination that specifically is supportive of their community, the trans LGBTQ community, the rainbow people, as Mark Dice calls them. They literally shot up the church that was the most affirming of their lifestyle. <laughs> Does that not scream mental illness to you? It is mental uh, illness. Yeah. So the TRN group is not the only group that decided to respond to this tragedy by totally inciting more future violence from trans people. 
But as we see from this InfoWars article, a transgender pastor compared the Nashville shooter to Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes, they're a Messiah figure in the trans community <laughs> for going to a Christian school and murdering a bunch of children and adults with two AR-15s. Yeah, they're a Messiah figure. Uh, article says... The clip begins with Micah Luwagji, a pastor at St. Mark's Lutheran Church in Fargo, North Dakota, describing how Roman leaders searched for an excuse to crucify Jesus Christ, comparing his persecution to the alleged current persecution of transgender people in America. It's baffling to me that someone's existence can be so threatening that people decide they need to be controlled, that they need to have laws made against them, or even worse, that the people they find to be so threatening should die, the trans preacher said. Continuing, Luwawiji said, There are a significant number of people who have deemed that the fact that the Nashville shooter happened to be a trans person, so it's been reported, uh, sorry person, it was a trans person, is just the excuse they need to call for the eradication of trans folks rather than focusing on the fact that we have a serious gun violence problem that continues to go on unaddressed. The LGBTQ cult is sinking its teeth into American religious institutions because the establishment knows it can use churches to further propagandize the population. And because we have a video clip right here, let's play it. Their recording of Jesus' journey to the cross the author makes a point of saying that the chief priests and the whole council were looking for false testimony against Jesus so that they might put him to death. Those leaders were looking for any excuse, valid or not, to crucify Jesus. And they found that reason. And that reason was solidified when the crowd shouted to release Barabbas. They had their final excuse. They would kill the one whose reputation as a teacher and healer and whose mission of love and dignity was so very threatening to their own reputation that they needed to kill him in order to preserve their good image. It's baffling to me that someone's existence can be so threatening that people decide they need to be controlled, that they need to have laws made against them, or even worse, that the people that they find to be so threatening should die. There are a significant number of people who have deemed that the fact that the Nashville shooter happened to be a trans person, so it's been reported, is just the excuse they need to call for the eradication of trans folks rather than focusing on the fact that we have a serious gun violence problem that continues to go unaddressed, rather than focusing on the fact that six people, six more people are dead, rather than focusing on the fact that those staff and children should have been safe in that school, or focusing on the fact that children do not feel safe in their own schools, rather than focusing on any of this, they have decided they need to cause more harm. They're so, yeah, this person really did compare the Nashville shooter to Jesus in a positive way. Uh, the first thing I'd like to point out in response to this so-called pastor is that uh, 
Jesus wasn't killed because he brought a message of love and peace and healing. He was killed because he claimed over and over and over again to be Yahweh in human form. And the Jews tried multiple times before they brought him to Pilate to kill him, and they were unsuccessful. Jesus wasn't running around as a mentally deranged lunatic attacking people and preaching this weird message of love and peace. No, he claimed to be God in human form, and the Jews did not like that. And so they brought him to Pilate and had the Romans kill him in accordance with Old Testament prophecy. So, yeah, this person had to severely twist and manipulate not just the Bible, but history to make the Nashville transgender shooter comparable to Jesus. What are your thoughts on this person? Well, it's not just that. I also get the idea whenever I'm listening to this person that they're not educated on the crimes of transgenders. Uh, Transgenders, since their explosion back in the 70s and then got really popular nowadays, was that they had tons of crimes. Many of them suffered from histrionic behavior, narcissism, and violent um, aggressive, uh, basically, forms of behavior with people because they feel uncomfortable in their own skin. They even have hard time with external people. So this lady up here, or guy, or whatever the hell I'm looking at, he is basically, <laughs> it's basically saying that uh, they think that this is the first time that it's ever been reported that a transgender did that. There's thousands of cases, man. Just nobody ever gave a shit. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And so it doesn't just stop here, though. The crazy train continues with this PJ Media article I found interesting because, as we're going to see video evidence of next, uh, the general Democrat Party response, the leftist response to this tragedy, has generally been the trans shooter and the transgender community. They're the real victims in this tragedy. And those Christians, especially the ones who were murdered by this trans shooter, they're the real bad guys. And that's what this article deals with. It was written by Robert Spencer, not the white supremacist one who became a Biden supporter. I'm talking about Robert Spencer, the I I don't remember if he's a Christian apologist who deals with Islam or if he's just someone who deals with Islam. But it's that Robert Spencer. Well, that's the point of what I was saying earlier, TTR. It's a histrionic narcissistic behavior. They can't allow other people to be the victim. That means their attention is taken away from them. So he put out this article titled, A Trans Person Just Murdered Christians. How Did Trans People Become the Victims? Article reads, From the looks of the media coverage and some of the reactions on Twitter, you'd think a Christian had just murdered six transgender people instead of the other way around. As Matt Margolis noted Wednesday, NBC News portrayed the transgender community as the real victim of the shooting. NBC was by no means alone. There have been so much worry and solicitude for men who think they're women and women who think they're men in the wake of Monday's shooting at the hospital that many people likely don't realize that a woman pretending to be a man was the shooter, not the victim. The idea that the perpetrator is really the victim when he or she belongs to a protected victim class is a tried and tested strategy of the left, honed for years in the wake of Islamic Jihad terror attacks. And that is true. I've watched David Wood 
Act 17 apologetics for many years, and he did so many videos responding to news coverage of jihadi terrorist attacks. And the media would always say that, oh, we have no idea what the motive of this person is, and it couldn't possibly be Islam, the religion. And they would always make an excuse for why a jihadi decided to murder a bunch of people or blow himself up after shouting, Alu Akbar! So they would constantly portray the Islamic terrorists and Muslims as the victims, the true victims of the tragedy, and then the victims of whatever group that they were a part of when they were killed by the jihadi terrorists. Well, they were the real bad guys. They're the Islamophobes. So basically, the strategy that they've been using for years to protect Islam in the media by saying, well, the Muslim perpetrators are the real victims and the people that they assaulted or killed, they're the real bad guys. They're now applying that to transgender mass shooters. And there you go. Every single group that the liberals have ever got behind, it always becomes a phobia issue, doesn't it? Means everybody else has something wrong with their head, and they're either Islamophobic, xenophobic, transphobic. What comes next? Well, one thing I will say before we continue the reactions of this Nashville tragedy, uh, there's two principles here that drives the reactions that we're seeing from the trans community and the leftists regarding all these trans shooters that are successful or unsuccessful in carrying out mass shootings of Christians and churches. Two principles are at play here. One, words are violence. So if you say with your words that you don't affirm transgenderism in any way, shape, or form, you're committing violence against the trans community, and you want them dead. The other principle that's at play here is silence is violence. So if you don't uh, bash on transgenderism with your words, and instead you just avoid talking about the subject all together and talk about other things, that is violence, according to the left and according to the transgender community. So if you verbally reject transgenderism with your words, or you simply don't talk about transgenderism at all because you don't want to be labeled as a bigot, well, you're committing violence against the trans community, according to the trans community and the woke lefties and the Democrat Party in general. And therefore, you're the real bad guy and you're a bigot. And therefore, whatever happens to you as a result, you deserve it. And that's what justifies these transgender attacks, is these two principles. So, exactly right. So now, let's go further into the reactions. Hard Bastard had another epic tweet where he retweeted someone on March 30th who pointed out that White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre, days after an attack by a trans shooter against Christians, our hearts go out to the trans community as they are under attack right now. And let's just play this 18-second clip. And one of the things that we saw during the midterm elections is that people don't want their freedoms to be taken. They want us to fight for their freedoms. And so it is shameful. It is disturbing. And uh, our hearts go out to uh, the, those, the trans community as they are under attack right now. But and one our hearts go out to the trans community as they are under attack right now. That's your response to a transgender person walking into a Christian school slash church and murdering children and adults alike with two AR-15s. Oh, the trans community is the real victims here, and they're under attack right now. 
Well, gee, if they were really under attack right now, would you be surprised? I mean, a transgender person just murdered a bunch of children and adults in a church. How do you think people are going to react? Are they going to go, oh, that trans community is just so wonderful. Look what Audrey Hale did over here. That's one of the reasons why at the beginning of the show I brought up atheists. Most of these transgenders are godless. So the idea of some religious people getting wiped out, well, that's been very popular and a likable thing for atheists for eh, since the time of Joseph Stalin. As Hard Bastard said in response to the video, the public statements from the dumb press hoe and Biden laughing and joking are not an accident, and it's just going to get uglier. Because in addition to this loser saying what she said in the clip, when Joe Biden was asked about the Nashville shooting, he literally was just laughing and cracking jokes and didn't take any of it seriously. It's like he found the whole thing absolutely hilarious, which he probably did because he's a sick, twisted bastard. But, you know, what can you do when you got that guy in office? And then there's another. Ah, yes. This lovely reaction. Hard bastard tweeted. There is a consistent obey us or we will kill you narrative forming. And he reposted a video posted by Libs of TikTok. Mentally ill trans terrorist kills six people. Deranged leftists. I wonder if the parents of the victims of the Nashville shooting today would still have their children if these trans bills in Tennessee were never a thing. I'm not a parent, but if I were, I'd be real, real mad at the government. I'd be real, real mad at the government. Uh, so because we don't affirm transgenderism and because we do not oppose a bill by your local government basically prohibiting the kind of surgeries that allow people to become trans, well, you just deserve to get killed by trans people with guns, I guess. Yeah, and it's the same church, obviously, and same denomination that actually supports these mentally ill fucking retards. It's sad, <laughs> isn't it? Even the people, even the churches who do accept them and probably did fucking not vote against them got shot for it. So this uh, chubby piglet we're looking at right here can kiss my ass. Ah, but the train doesn't end there. Uh, I got this awesome post here on Getter, shared by Clinton614. And here we have a nice person with the rainbow hair and sporting the vest and the guns and the ammunition and with the trans flag in the background. And this person on Twitter who posted the picture said, kill Christ cucks, behead Christ cucks, roundhouse kick a Christ cuck into the concrete, slam dunk a Christ cuck baby in the trash can, crucify filthy Christ cucks, defecate in a Christ cucks food, launch Christ cucks into the sun, hashtag Trans Day of Vengeance. With a lovely response to the Nashville shooting like this, is it any surprise that some other transgender people might try to do an encore performance to the Nashville shooting? If you don't mind me saying, TTOR, I hope that any uh, transgenders out there, if you're thinking about doing stuff like this, I appreciate it if you post it on Instagram and Twitter and all that. That way the entire world can see who you are and know who the suspect will be whenever something like that goes down. So there you go. I hope they keep posting. I hate it when killers are quiet and secretive about it. Yeah, and this 
kind of leads me into a point that uh, I wanted to get into here in this show is that when you look at this reaction to Christians being slaughtered by transgender mass shooters, basically this, oh, the transgender shooter and the trans community in general that's calling for all this violence and death against Christians, they're the real victims here. And those Christians over there who are getting murdered and violently assaulted simply for not affirming transgenderism, well, they're the real monsters here, and they deserve everything they get up to and including a violent, horrible death. With this kind of rhetoric going on and with things going the way they are, I feel like I may actually live long enough to see a time in American history where it becomes socially acceptable to violently assault or kill a Christian in public simply for not going along with the woke globalist agenda. I feel like that day is coming much sooner than people think that it is. Well, it's already been happening for years in some of these other countries. It's getting to the point where, hell, you, even if you're a damn farmer, they're just going to wipe you out. So it's it's already happening. It's just becoming popular over in the United States. And that's the part that's unique is that, yes, you know about all the Christian persecution like this in other countries over other things. And it's been going on throughout history. And so but but the thing in America, especially for an American like me, is that you always hear about that stuff and be like, well, OK, that's horrible. It's bad and evil and sick, but it's happening over there. And something like that could never happen in America because of all the religious freedoms our Constitution gives us. But that's all changing right before our eyes. And it's probably not going to be long before what's going on in other countries as far as how they persecute Christians go. It's not going to be long before it's done here in America, too, unfortunately. That's the feeling I'm getting when I see all this stuff going on. It's all about the money. Always has been. That and the slaughter of dissidents. It's always been about that, too. Like, we may actually see, uh, like, you know how the Romans used to persecute Christians by making them participate in the gladiatorial games where they get slaughtered by soldiers and animals and you just have throngs of people sitting around cheering the whole thing on? I feel like something similar to that may occur again in more modern times. So for Especially this time, it'll be pay-per-view. Pay-per-view and... Uh, who knows, maybe it'll be live-streamed on YouTube, and uh, maybe it'll be done with robots. Yes, let's have the Christians fight the RoboCop robots in gladiator combat. <laughs> and the robots get guns and the Christians don't. Go! Yeah, that could happen. Well, if I gotta die, I think it'd be kind of cool going down by fighting a Terminator or RoboCop. At least I can go out with a bang, literally. Yeah, I've I have a feeling that if that scenario comes into play, it's not gonna be as glamorous as the Terminator or Robocop movies. But anyway, let me get back to this magical screen sharing. Boom. All right, and you can see my getter post, right? Yep. All right. All right, let's talk you know about that. They the... all look like anima characters. Anime characters, yeah, a little bit. But I've been watching anime for years, and I've never even thought about dressing up like that or becoming that deranged. But then again, uh, I've always been picky about which animes I watch. So a lot of the animes that a lot of these people tend to watch, 
they are very different animes than what I grew up watching. I tended to watch like action oriented shows where political correctness wasn't really a thing and it was all about the violence and the storytelling and you know it was just a great way to escape reality and it was very entertaining like uh dragon ball z evangelion gundam wing shows like that were highly entertaining animes that yeah i i i like but that a lot of modern people don't watch because they watch all the other stuff that comes out that's a little bit more uh perverse a little bit more worldly but anyway, we're, we are getting off on the rabbit trail right there. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the transgender mass shooters that did not succeed in carrying out their plans. Because more than one of those popped up after the Nashville shooting. Here we have this article from the DC Inquirer titled, Transgender Teen Arrested for Planning School Shooting in Colorado. List Trump in Manifesto. Would be the fifth incident since 2018. A transgender biological male identifying as female under the name Lily, legally William Whitworth, was placed under arrest in Colorado Springs. Investigators determined that he was plotting a school shooting and is responsible for a series of threats involving schools in Colorado Springs Academy District 20. Whitworth, 19, is now facing charges of attempted murder, according to the Post Millennial. Citing a local news source, Post Millennial reported that the Elbert County Sheriff's Office charged him with two counts of criminal attempt to commit murder in the first degree, criminal mischief, menacing, and interference with staff, faculty, or students of educational institutions. Uh, here's a tweet by Nick Soder who said that the manifesto of this person reveals a trans person's plans to carry out multiple school shootings in Colorado, as well as take out President Trump, calling him a con man. William Wentworth, a biological male that goes by Lily, has been charged with attempted murder. The would be ironic, though, right? Have you noticed something in the picture? What? Almost, the... almost has a Trump suit on. And look at the hair. Yeah, that's uh that definitely does not look like a girl. If you hate the orange man, you wear orange. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. I'm gonna kill evil orange man while wearing a red orange suit, which means I'm evil orange man. Wait, no, this can't be right. That's evil orange man over there. I'm not evil orange man as I wear an orange suit and slaughter people. Anyway, the would-be shooter was discovered to have a manifesto which listed several school figures as well as other mass shooters and notations beside their names. So this person had Eric and Dylan, losers, Adam Lanza, too smart, Israel Keys, degenerate, Lauren Southern, pathetic. They wanted to murder Vosh, claiming that Vosh is a terrorist. They wanted to murder Donald Trump because he's a con man. Not a con man, con man. And they wanted to murder bad cops because they're useless garbage. And they wanted to murder Lillian Kay, who apparently is Stockholm. Wait a minute. Why did they got Israel Keys on there for? Who is Israel Keys? Because I don't know. Israel Keys was an atheist murderer I made a video about a while back that would go into gas stations late at night and uh, basically abduct women and rape them and then chop them to pieces. 
Well, I can see why this trans shooter identified Keys as a degenerate then, but yeah, why kill another murderer? <laughs> it's an odd list to see, you know. <laughs> it's odd. Uh, let's see. The document also contained a list of firearms and how to 3D print them. Detailed lists of numerous named individuals to be killed and their indented casualty versus injury rate. Information detailing the creation of improvised explosive devices. The finalization of locations being Timberview Middle School, Prairie Hills Elementary, and Pine Creek High School. So apparently they wanted to murder people in a middle school, an elementary school, and a high school. Just got to cover all the bases, you know. Makes me wonder if maybe those are the schools this person went to, and that's why they want to shoot them all up. The article doesn't say, but that's what I'm thinking. Well, so there might have been a connection if they were talking about shooting plural a couple different schools not just the one there's also the idea that a lot of these psychopaths talk to each other on the internet and throw ideas back and forth i heard a while back where some school shooters actually said if you shoot up my school i'll shoot up your school <laughs> wow i bet my dad can beat up your dad my dad will get your dad fired that kind of logic. It's rough. Just, you know, more perverse. All right, so that's the Colorado shooter that's trans that didn't get a chance to carry out their mass shooting shortly after the uh, Nashville one. Here is another InfoWars article. Trans teacher who threatened to shoot students removed from school. Uh, a transgender shooter or a transgender teacher who allegedly threatened to harm students has finally been removed from a Florida school days after the revelations first came to light. The Department of Education released a statement Friday confirming that transgender teacher Alexander, not going to pronounce that, has been terminated from the Fox Chapel Middle School in Hernando County after the department informed the superintendent. Earlier this week, the department was informed of a situation regarding student safety at a school in Hernando County. Upon the department bringing the concern to the superintendent Wednesday evening, only then did the district remove the teacher from the school effective yesterday, Thursday, April 13. Therefore, the teacher is no longer at the school. Uh, please see the Florida Department of Education statement below on a school safety situation in Hernando County. Blah, 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 blah. An incident report from March 24th obtained by Moms for Liberty's Hernando County chapter revealed this teacher had suicidal feelings and considered shooting up students. The Hernando County School District's mental health coordinator then, uh, blah, 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 also known as Ashley, and determined he didn't meet the threshold for involuntary institutionalization. Police confiscated three firearms and ammunition from their home, the report noted. And then he was allowed back in the classroom the next day. What? <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I want to shoot up some of my students. All right, we'll take your guns, and then you can go be around those students. <laughs> wow, I think the people who did that are mentally ill as well. Holy hell. Ugh. Parents were outraged. I posted Say you what? another link over there to another subject based upon what you were talking about just a little bit ago. All right. After we finish going through this article, we'll take a look at that. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, parents were outraged after learning about the incident from the media and not the school first. 
It took roughly two and a half weeks for them to even say anything to the parents and send some kind of, excuse my language, BS recording. And it's because of a local reporter here, Tom Lemons. He broke the article. A father of a 12-year-old student of the school told the Daily Caller. A statement by the Hernando County Sheriff's Office goes into more detail about the incident. On March 24, 2023, the HCSO was notified of and did investigate an event at Fox Chapel Middle School, the sheriff's office said. The investigation revealed that no criminal offenses occurred, therefore no arrests could be made. Further, deputies found that the individual did not at that moment meet the required criteria for involvement involuntary commitment under the Baker Act. This comes just weeks after a 28-year-old transgender Audrey Hale gunned down three children and three adults at the Covenant School in Nashville, Tennessee. The pressing question in the wake of this development is, why did it take so long for this trans teacher to be removed from the school? Well, I know why, because if they had just removed them from the school immediately when they found out what they planned to do, they would have been accused of being horrible bigots. Well, we can't have that. And in addition to being accused of being bigots, they might have done a shooting at our school anyway. So we needed to drag our feet on this one. What are your thoughts on why they delayed so long? Yeah. It is what it is, but whether someone thinks that someone's transphobic or a bigot or not, and I've noticed no one has even said this, even if someone were to actually have some kind of irrational view towards a group, that no way by law gives anybody the right to go shoot them just because they have different thoughts. Even if you hear somebody that's like the worst racist in the world, just because they said something or have a view does not give anybody the right to go kill them like that, you know? Yeah, I see the link you sent me, and we're going to transition right to it because it's just part of the list of things I've already got. <laughs> okay, so let's just go ahead and screen share my entire screen, share assistant audio. We're not going to read the article, but we will look at the tweet you sent me from Redux. A trans activist is out of work with the federal government after posting a video to Twitter brandishing an assault rifle and threatening transphobes. Kayla Denker, who is reportedly an ex-soldier, was fired from the U.S. Forest Service. Well, yeah. In light of all these transgender mass shooters who successfully or unsuccessfully attempt to carry out mass shootings of Christians and churches, uh, you do something like that, you deserve to get fired. It's your fault. You want to um, follow that tw- that tweeter person right there. They document every crime that they find having to do with transgenders. Oh, and it's always sounds... usually sexual in nature or talking about wanting to kill a mass group of people. Yep, it usually is. And speaking of people like this... Uh... Here we have a TikToker who uh, made the news on Twitter recently. Oil London reports the trans activist known as Tara, who went viral this week after threatening to shoot women that objected to him in their restrooms, is now under investigation by Leavenworth Police Department in Kansas, as well as the Kansas Bureau of Investigation. He is being investigated for his threatening behavior and call to arms, encouraging trans activists to use guns against women. Oh, you mean you don't like having to compete with biological women for the attention of others? Wow. 
Wow. But hey, let's watch the person's video and see what lovely opinions they have. I can legally carry a gun. So, legally, if I see a viable threat coming at me where I deem it a viable threat against my body or my life, I am perfectly legal to take that threat out. Keep that in mind when you try to make that mistake. And the day you deserve, Puddin' Pop, I dare you to try and stop me from going into a women's bathroom. It will be the last mistake you ever make. I dare you to try and stop a transgender woman in my presence from using the bathroom. It will be the last mistake you ever make. This is a call to action and a call to arms to everybody within the United States that are scared, worried, have children that are transgender, lesbian, bi, or gay. This is a call to action. You need to arm up. Plain and simple. Go out, buy a gun, learn how to use it efficiently, through and through. Hmm. Now, if we just go with what this freak said, um, you would think there's like roaming packs of Christians and conservatives just roaming the streets with guns, just looking. Oh, where's that? Tra oh, there's that transgender person. Get him, get him, get him. But all we see in reality is trans people running around murdering a bunch of people and getting arrested before they can carry out such plans. That's what we're seeing. But we're supposed to believe that it's me. It's you, Brett. We're the ones roaming the streets trying to hurt and kill trans women and trans people in general. So the trans people are just, they're arming up to defend themselves. And remember how they define violence. Words are violence. Silence is violence. So this person says if you attack them, they're going to defend themselves with a gun. So if you see a Christian and you ask him if he affirms your transgenderism and he says no or she says no, are you just going to pull out your gun and shoot him dead because words are violence? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's mental health, man. It's mental issues. These people are suicidal, homicidal maniacs. Uh, I think I have another tweet about this person up next. All right, here we go. Unearthed Facebook posts from the ex-wife of trans TikToker Tara, who is currently under investigation for making threats of violence against women, show his history of violence. The ex-wife of Tara J, also known as Thomas J. White, described him as a woman beater who threatened to knock her teeth out. He is currently under investigation by the Leavenworth, Kansas Police Department for the threats he made on TikTok and his call to arms for trans activists to shoot women. And here is the actual Facebook comments that we see here. Allison White, the former wife, said, You want to know why he's a Facebook stalker? Because he has nothing better to do. He doesn't have a job because he's lazy and uses his Crohn's disease as an excuse not to work. He has anger issues and explodes over nothing and is a hateful person altogether. He's a racist woman beater and I'm done with him. LOL, he just called my mom and threatened to knock my teeth out. Like I said before, he got no job, so he has plenty of time stalking and harassing people on Facebook. I'm nothing like him. One day, he is going to say the wrong thing to someone. He's going to get what he deserves. He's a cyber bully 
because he knows he can't fight in real life except against women. <laughs> well, that's some wonderful testimony there, Allison. Uh, this would explain why he's a trans person calling for arms to be taken up by trans activists against dissenters. That would explain everything. That's just who he is as a person, even before he was a trans. I guess I said it perfectly. <laughs> yep, I don't have any response to that. I've listened to this person a couple of times, and they're, uh, they're definitely a nutter. Uh, what's this other one I have? Oh, yeah, that's not for yet. I just realized there's one article I needed to go over that's related to this whole trans issue. And since Ulterra brought it up, you know, committing gun violence against women... We cannot have a stream like this without talking about Riley Gaines and what happened to her. I just need to find the article. Ah, here it is. All right, and then close that. All right, let's go back to the screen share. Um, share screen, tire screen, share system audio. All right, and can you see the Fox News article on screen? Yep. So Riley Gaines was ambushed and physically hit after saving women's sports speech at San Francisco State University. Now, Riley Gaines, in case you don't know, is the female swimmer who was competing against that transgender swimmer in an NCAA championship race. And she has been at the forefront of biological women calling for trans athletes, mainly biological males posing as females to compete in women's sports and win championships and stuff. She's basically calling for trans uh, females to be banned from competing in women's sports and at best have their own division to compete against other trans people in because it's not fair for biological males to compete against women in sports. And it doesn't take much of a genius to do some internet history searching and finding out that that's completely true. Well, it's not just that. Nobody ever says this, but um, we don't often, if not at all, ever see females who are transitioning over to men want to jump onto a hockey team or play football because they know deep down inside they don't have the strength and they don't have what it takes to be able to do that because they're females. But these males, they know damn well they have a disadvantage or an advantage over the women. Yep. Because Leah Thomas... Uh, the year before he decided to become a woman and he was competing against men in the NCAA, he placed 554th in, in uh, I guess, the NCAA tournament or whatever they were doing. But then he identifies as a woman and competes in the women's version of the sport and he gets first place. Wow, what a coinky dink. Totally no biological advantage there, guys. <laughs> But anyway, let's get back to what happened to Riley Gaines. <clears throat> Former NCAA swimmer Riley Gaines was barricaded in a room at San Francisco State University Thursday night after she was physically assaulted following a speech to students about saving women's sports at a Turning Point USA and Leadership Institute event on the campus. Lewis Barker, Riley's husband, said he had brief conversations with her while she was barricaded in the room for nearly three hours. She told me she was hit multiple times by a guy in a dress. I was shaking. It made me that mad. It makes me sick to feel so helpless about it, Barker said. She was under police protection and was still hit by a man wearing a dress. 
On Twitter, Gaines shared footage she took showing her being rushed out of the venue by police officers amid an onslaught of verbal attacks from the detractors who surrounded her. The prisoners were running the, are running the asylum at San Francisco State University. I was ambushed and physically hit twice by a man, Gaines wrote in the tweet. This is proof that women need sex-protected spaces. Still only further assures me I'm doing something right when they want you silent, speak louder. And here's the actual video. Oh, wait, I can't play it because this is archived. Okay. Uh, while Gaines spoke to the students, many of whom expressed opposition to her viewpoints, other footage from the event showed the swimmer's remarks being drowned out by a group of pro-trans protesters who had become increasingly loud outside the room. Uh, let's see. Tonight, Riley Gaines spoke at San Francisco State University to share her personal story of competing against a biological male athlete, Leah Thomas, at the Women's NCAA Swimming Championships last year, Eli Bremer, Gaines's agent, said to Fox News Digital in a lengthy statement. Over the past year, her goal at speaking at universities had been to educate her peers about her experiences and what the impact of the growing number of biological males in women's sports will do to the integrity of Title IX. She has been questioned in civil and somewhat uncivil manners about her views many times, and she thoroughly encourages diverse viewpoints and debate on this issue. Instead of a thoughtful discussion at SFSU, Riley was violently accosted, shouted at, physically assaulted, and barricaded by, in a room by protesters. It is stunning that in America in 2023, it is acceptable for biological male students to violently assault a woman for standing up for women's rights. This will not stop Riley from speaking bold, from boldly educating people about the dangers of biological males in women's sports. She will continue to speak the truth against the radical left that no longer understands the difference between men and women. And I think we'll continue reading here. Footage shared to social media by Golden Gate Express, the school's student-run newspaper, showed a small protest emerge ahead of Gaines's arrival at the school Thursday evening. Other pieces of footage from the outlet showed the protest growing in size, eventually becoming so chaotic that Gaines was escorted out of the room and down a hallway by police and barricaded in a separate room. While she was being moved to a safer location, protesters were captured on video chanting various phrases along the lines of go the F home and trans women are women while placing transgender flags on the school's walls. The outlet also shared images showing some members of the Turning Point USA staff being held up and escorted out of the venue amid the protests. Chris Trudell, the assistant dean of students, was reportedly seen trying to de-escalate the situation. And I think that's all we need to read here. One thing this article did not cover that Riley Gaines did on her Twitter account is that she also was held for ransom by this group. They actually told her that unless they paid her unless she paid them a large sum of money, they would not let her leave the university. So they didn't just violently assault her. They held her hostage. They kidnapped her for a brief period of time and held her for ransom before they were able to get her out of there by barricading her in a room for three hours. She actually ended up missing her flight home because of this whole stunt that these whack jobs pulled. You know, it's ironic. Had it been just a man without a dress on, you know, a guy that looks like a normal guy pulls out a gun or does any mm -hmm. of these things or attacks, they would end up probably shooting the people for doing that kind of thing. They'd probably sit there and completely slam them backwards. But now that we're doing the whole privilege, well, this is what we get. 
And isn't it amazing how the woke left has gone from claiming to be the champion of women's right to just dumping on biological women if they don't accept that biological males are trans females and they're just as womanly as they are. And they should be able to compete in sports against biological women. Reality and consequences be damned. Isn't it amazing how biological women's rights are just being totally dumped on by the same people who claim to be their champions? Isn't it just amazing how that works? It's the politicians that are the most dangerous in all this, and these liberals pushing these ideas. Mental, Mentally ill people, they don't know the difference between right and wrong. Hell, these people can't tell the difference between if they're a monkey or a goldfish. So... <laughs> You know, we can't, it's hard to blame people who are mentally ill. It's the liberals who are making it a big deal and causing paranoia into these folks. Get your guns. They're after you. Oh, boy. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know, like we saw with the Young Turks and other people. You got. You just need to arm up because all those crazy people, those biological females and those Christians and conservatives, they're all out to get you. So you better arm up and defend yourself. And then they decide to be a little proactive and go ahead and just let's just kill those Christians and conservatives and biological females before they can commit their hate crimes against transgender people. They're basically carrying out the pre-crime punishments. And let's Get not pre- forget the hypocrisy. For years, they've been claiming that they're not about guns and we ought to get rid of guns. But the moment they feel threatened, uh-oh. Or the moment that they want to kill people who don't go along with what they want to do. Oh, well, suddenly guns are okay as long as it's our people who have them. Because, you know, we're, we're, we're victims and we're just in danger and you guys are just so evil. We need those guns to protect us. Because words are violence and silence is violence. So we need those guns. What we're seeing here is exactly what atheist dictators did in the past. Get rid of the guns and then kill the civilians. Here's an even better one, a little example of the silence is violence. Hey, uh, are you all for transgender people's rights? Ah, I'd prefer not to talk about that whole thing. Oh, you don't, huh? Click, click, boom. There you go, bigot. Silence is violence. I felt assaulted by you. Well, the good news is that these uh, women hating pieces of trash will get put in a women's prison, probably. Yeah. Uh, oh, who's that? Uh, something Fox. It's a transgender uh, UFC female wrestler. It's a biological male identifying as a female who's allowed to compete in the women's version of the UFC. And he not only was winning a bunch of fights, but he literally crush the skulls of women he was fighting against that guy recently got beat in a fight by a biological woman <laughs> just pounded the stuffing out of that guy <laughs> you know maybe i should go ahead and look up the truth social post i tweet uh shared about it if you just give me a second but i wouldn't mind seeing the video of that yeah just give me a second and truth social if you're watching this on rumble is the uh it is the Twitter alternative that Donald Trump founded, and his media company owns Truth Social as well as Rumble, so the two are linked. Uh, let me see. Uh, I need to do TTLR. I keep forgetting that my social handle is different from most of my other handles. Let's see. Let's 
make sure I can get it. Uh, see if I can find it. Uh, okay, I just got to look for it. Uh-oh. Uh, oh, let me just look in my replies. Because I know I definitely... Uh, Let's see. Do, 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 do. Oh, I know what I can do because I did text that post to my dad. So let me just uh, send it to myself. Let's see. Go to my dad's post text. Aha, here we go. I will uh, do this. Copy that link, post it to Twitter. Yeah, sorry for the downtime, folks. <laughs> I didn't think to put this in before the show, and it just came to me. And, well, sometimes you got to wait to see awesome things like that. Okay, so now I got it on my Twitter account. Uh, bu -bu -bu -bu. Let's see. Go to Twitter. Go to my profile. All right, found the post. All right, and then accept. Okay, found it. All right, so let me just screen share this because Brett wants to see this awesome beating too. <laughs> okay, so share entire screen. Here's the Truth Social post shared by Laura Fay, MMA fighter Ashley Smith, Hands transgender MMA fighter Fallon Fox his first defeat. Fox has broken the skulls of two female opponents. This didn't go so well for him. And I'm going to try and just get rid of that login thing. Yeah, if you can, try to play the video a little bit bigger. Yeah, well, hold on, save, I guess. And then let me try zooming out on this a little. Yeah, that kind of, I don't know. Let's just do this and share. All right, we'll just watch this little. I don't think there's any sound at first in the video. Wait. Oh, no, wait. That's why there was no sound. With you. Outside leg kick from Fallon Fox early on. Look for the right hand of Ashley Evan Smith. She locks onto a single leg of Fallon. Gets Fallon on her back. Drills some ground and pound. Side control comes the hip in. Evan Smith in trouble! Here comes Fallon Fox taking it out! Ashley's almost done! Fight out of there, got fight out of there! She runs away from Fallon to catch her here! Oh. She does! She does! Fallon was momentarily! Knees buckled! Ashley Corner, a sweet one too! Roll her through! 
through headlock to put the hooks in. She's got one hook in, and the crowd is rallying for Ashley Evans-Smith. Ashley's been here before. She wrestled her whole life. Ashley Evans-Smith is completely derailing her, pounding away to the face of Fox. Fox with nowhere to go. Ashley Evans-Smith unloaded, and good night, Irene. She's done it. She's done it. She's done it. Ashley Evans-Smith beats. Well, there you go, Brett. <laughs> you know, you can tell right there that even that's a difference. You get a guy that gets over another guy like that in the ring and uh, punches his head straight into the ground. Usually takes about one uh, to just knock their ass out and the other two just to do it for a little bit of sugar on top. And that's it. The referee usually calls it. But yeah. they knew it was a woman fighting a guy, so they let that bitch pound him like a lawnmower in grass. Yeah, um, if that chick had fought against elite male fighters of her weight class, she would have gotten destroyed. But watching her just pound the stuffing out and actually beating a transgender fighter who had literally crushed the skulls of other female fighters that he fought against in that league, that was pretty sweet. I'm not going to lie. But that kind of thing we just watched is so rare. Usually it's women getting pounded into the ground by these transgender athletes. Well, you got to think about it, too. Um, they're a lot more uh, involved with making sure that if this is a person who's going to claim all this, they're going to have to do the hormone stuff. Well, I'm sure after all the time this person's been fighting, they've probably uh, put a lot of limitations on them. Yeah, probably. Well, I'm going to get back to the screen sharing because now we're going to get into the part where we talk about how pedophilia is linked to this current transgenderism movement and where that's going to lead. And let me tell you guys, this is one of the darkest rabbit holes anyone can possibly go down. But we're going to do it because, well, we're superheroes. <laughs> Just kidding. But we are, I, well, I, I know I'm tough, and I'm pretty sure Brett is too, but we'll just get right into it. So I got the Fox News article on screen, right? Just confirming, Brett, yep. got the Fox. Okay. So now we have another tweet by Oil London, or Oli London, saying, A transgender man on TikTok posted a TikTok video captioned, at least hug your trans loved ones while you still can, next to an article about Florida Governor DeSantis wanting to impose the death penalty for pedophiles. The caption at the bottom reads, It's happening. What are you going to do to help us? Claiming the execution of pedophiles is an attack on trans rights. Wait, wait, what? You're saying that if we put the pedophiles to death that we're attacking the trans community are you saying that most of the trans community is a bunch of pedophiles oh i see where this is going i don't think they thought this one all the way through brett because <laughs> i don't know about you brett but if you're trying to get the general public to endear to the transgender community and see them as oppressed victims implying that your community is primarily made up of pedophiles is not the way to go about that 
<laughs> You'll notice even in your own news articles that you've shown, do you see the pattern? Almost every one of these bastards that has gotten out in video and ran their mouth and threatened people, just a quick search and you find out these people got a history the size of a damn phone book. Crimes, violence, hurting people, killing other people. Yeah, just all kinds of nasty, nasty behaviors and really ugly fruits of their heart. But there's an InfoWars video that I found very interesting on this subject of pedophilia and transgenderism. This InfoWars article is called Child Predator Catcher Exposes the Links Between the Trans Movement and Pedophiles. And I think, let me stop sharing this because I'm going to make sure that the audio is turned on. Because, you know, I'm a little paranoid about this one because we really got to hear this whole video. All right. And then we got it on screen. Owen Schreier talked with pedophile catcher Alex Rosen to get his insights on the recent acceleration of the trans movement and its disturbing links to pedophilia. Owen Schreier here for Infowars.com, and I'm with Alex Rosen from Predator Poachers. And we came to the Capitol today because all week there have been trans kids rallies right here in this rotunda. You may have seen some of the videos. And of course, Alex is very well known for exposing child predators as well. Now, we came upon some drop cards is what they call them. In fact, if you'd like to review some literature here, Alex, um, these were kind of littered all over the floor from yesterday's trans kids rally. And I'm going to read you what each one of these bills is about according to the pro trans kids Democrat left. HB 888. This bill seeks to provide a longer statute of limitations for medical providers who provide care for gender dysphoria. It is another dangerous attempt to limit and deny transgender Texans access to essential medical care. So in other words, children having transsexual surgery. That's what this is about. Minors having transgender transsexual surgery. And that's what the Texas Republicans are trying to stop minors from having surgery. Then you have HB 1952. This bill would prohibit non-binary and intersex people from updating or amending their birth certificates to reflect their gender identity. So you can go back and change your birth certificate as if you can change your sex, you know, because what you're born with doesn't indicate what your biology is, I see. And then there's SB 13. This bill would classify age-appropriate educational and scientific books as obscene and require every school library provide a list of every book a student accesses within that space to their parents. So in other words, the child porn, the pornographic images that they've been showing kids in the classroom in the library. So reading this, what is your response as somebody that identifies, goes after, exposes child predators? What, what, is, what do you think about this? Well, I mean, to the, to the first thing, it seems like they're already calling gender dysphoria mental illness as it is. So it's like they're acknowledging it's mentally ill. So why would they further want to affirm that? And I noticed with a lot of this stuff, I mean, I had a subscriber of mine send in what his 12-year-old son is learning in a California school. And one of the first questions he asked in a literal LGBT studies class, like a 12-year-old is taking this class in a school. One of the things he's, he's getting asked is, what, who are you interested in? What is your gender? Who are you attracted to? Stuff like that. 
And I noticed catching child child predators, one of the first things they ask are decoy accounts and obviously the real kids they talk to too. They ask them what they're attracted to. They ask them like, they try, they try to see where their mind at is sec- where their mind is sexually. I mean, so you're saying you see this type of behavior from predators regularly. Oh, a- absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, when stuff like, you know, you can make your own decisions, you're mature for your age. I mean, this whole thing that they're trying to push here in the Texas Capitol, like, um, you know, do, being able to do this stuff without the parents' permission. I mean, that's literally, I mean, that's literal predatory behavior there. I mean, that's a lot of the predators say, hey, just don't tell your mom this, keep this a secret. You can trust me. Stuff like this, it's the same type of behavior. And obviously we see the slippery slope that's happening with this stuff. Yeah, and what's amazing is when I ask them, what are we protecting trans kids from? They can't answer the question. And I was actually gonna ask them that today and I, and I brought some images of what this care looks like. These are young girls who have had doctors surgically remove their breast tissue and this is the aftermath i decided not to bring the uh post pictures of the surgery for the boys because that's even more traumatizing maybe maybe next time but i'd say is this this is what they're promoting okay these are these are supposed scientific images of of post-operation transsex surgery for kids you can imagine what the boys look like and go through after a surgery like that how can we not look at this? I mean, you look at this, it's pretty obvious that this is wrong. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I think that those kids and the parents need major help. And, you know, I think what we should do is like the doctors that actually part, partake of this type of stuff, they're the ones that should be thrown in jail. I mean, if a kid has gender dysphoria, has gender dysphoria, but I don't see how you affirm that by affirming his mental illness. And um, yeah, I mean, Look at those pictures. I don't see how this can even be uh, proved at all for anybody. It's just disgusting. So I can't even keep track of what Predator Poachers has been doing for the last couple of years. All the predators that you have exposed, uh, seeking out children on the Internet. I mean, just this year, I know that you've had multiple busts. Oh, yeah. And I was going to ask you, how common is it for you to find one of these predators that is looking for children on the Internet, looking for access to them? How often is it that they might suffer from gender dysphoria or they might be a cross-dresser or a a transgender individual well just this past trip um, we caught 18 people one of them was a cross-dresser and we come across them not obviously they're not the most most people we come across they're such a small percentage of the population but we see them uh decently often enough to point it out like okay this trans is following these child porn pages on instagram this is associated with that and i mean we had one last year in berkeley that was just going after a one-year-old saying like this trans said it themselves uh one year one years old is is still is not too old or not too young to learn sexuality i mean it's just freaking ridiculous sometimes you know you just tell it like it is (laughs) yeah 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 now are there any other common signs that you see between the predators you expose and the individuals because you also go out politically yes and i've seen you at political events standing against some of this stuff as well do you see any other common threads when it comes to the predators you expose and the people that are promoting the trans kids agenda? Of course, I mean, it's, it's the same type of language being used. I mean, you know, 10 years ago, any parent, I think left or right would be seeing like the worksheets they're giving out and this type of stuff and be like, this is just insane. This is just all made up. But I noticed, yeah, a lot of it's the same language. Like a lot of it's, who are you attracted to? It's okay for kids to explore themselves and to be in tune with their bodies. I mean, this type of stuff is just, I've never heard this when I was a kid and I was a kid like just a couple of years ago. And it is the same type of language, same type of thing, like kids know better, kids know this. And it's all to get them separated from the parents. So they're isolated. And once a predator sees his prey isolated, I mean, that's anywhere in the animal kingdom, that's when they pounce.
So now you've been doing this for a couple of years now, but you're a young guy. 23. 23. You're a young guy. Predator Poachers is the name of your channel on Rumble, Rumble. and you've got a couple channels on YouTube as well. When you first started doing this, when you first thought about, hey, I'm going to do predator catching style videos, did you ever expect, I mean, I don't know how to say it, did you ever expect it would be so easy? <laughs> no. So basically, you know, I saw the Chris Hansons, whatever, that type of stuff. I'm like, how often does this really happen? And within 30 minutes, somebody wanted to go meet, like they thought was this 15 year old boy. And then, you know, here we are like four years later, we're going down the rabbit hole. I mean, just this past trip, we caught multiple people that have watched infant porn, they're traded infant porn. It's just so much more common than you think. And, you know, these aren't, not all of them are just hermits that sit in there. I mean, the stereotypical ones of course exist, but I mean, the person who we busted for trading infant porn, he owned his lawn mowing company. He was 27 years old, he was married, and he just had his whole life crashed down on him that day. He got arrested. Um, it's, it's common. These people are sick and depraved. And I think the internet plays a part in it, but I, I think it just brings out the worst in people. And if that worst in people is there, they need to be taken care of. Now, I know you've worked with law enforcement in the past, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes really with law enforcement. Other times they're not so interested, but they right. contact you. Do they ask about your methods? Do they ask about how you're able to do this? Are they interested in maybe even mimicking your work and trying to get these predators off the streets? Well, there's a detective in Oregon. I'm not going to say his name, but he's an awesome dude. Super, super based. Like he's definitely, he definitely struggles in Oregon. Um, but he wanted to kind of have his own division that does that after our bust. And, um, you know, he, he said he can't get the funding for it. I mean, he can get the funding for it. They can give it to well, him. Maybe not. They're just, yeah, they're just not giving him the funding yes. for it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely there's definitely been people like detectives that say, hey, I like the work you're doing and this, that. But I think a big thing a lot of them do is, you know, they make me become better at what I do. Like they give me tips and pointers. Like when they, they you know, they have to watch my videos. So they give me tips and pointers. Hey, you could have said this, you could have said that. And uh, yeah, it's definitely, I think, motivated some to do their own thing or to start get the ball rolling with it. What has been the one thing, because you go eye to eye, you meet these people. Oh, yeah. You actually, eventually you meet them and you record it on video. Mm -hmm. What has been the one thing that's kind of surprised you about those interactions or about the individual when you actually meet them? I don't know how some of them are so good at lying. I can't like if you catch me for something, I can't just sit there and just gaslight and lie. Like I can for a second. Like I can I can keep arguing when I know I'm wrong at one point, but like some of them are just so good at lying. Like you know, at this point I can crack most of them, but some of them like their reactions are just like, oh, that wasn't me, and then they you know they're, they're kind of. For a second, you almost believe them. Like they're so convincing. Like I noticed this with every single one of them. Every single one of them are just manipulative and lying. Almost every single one. They're just very good at it. Wow. So that's amazing. It's like you're even doubting yourself. You yeah. know, you have the text messages. You know, you sent them. He received them. You know, this is the guy who said meet here. And then even as he's lying to you, it's like, whoa, how is this even real? Dude, yeah, that, I mean, that was with Dakota Moster. Um, I'm saying his name because he got arrested. So it's all good. Um, yeah, that was the guy that was, you know, trading around the CP. He was using his real name on Instagram. He was advertising. I tr I sell Megalinks, which Megalinks is using that community. Just tons of images on those Megalinks of shit as young as infants. And he's like, my telegram is this and that. And I'm like, okay, it's obviously him. He's using his face with it and everything. And I confront him for like a good 10, 15 minutes. He's like, that wasn't me. This is somebody trying to screw me over. I know who it is. And I had to basically just like catch him in the small lies until he's like, Okay, okay, okay. And then it's, it's, it's like a struggle session. It is a struggle session. You know, it's so amazing hearing you say that because this is what the American people actually go through, I think, every day with the media lying to them. Yeah. It's like we know they're lying, 
They know they're lying. They know we know they're lying and they still lie to us. They do it on TV. They are politicians do it every day. And it's like, it doesn't matter how many times you catch them. They just keep lying to you. Oh, that's the thing. Like one of the lines I dropped to them is, hey, hey man, like I have two people with me usually. All four of us know what the truth is, man. And, you know, I just got to tell, hey, I'm not here to judge you. And I like to drop like, you know, there's a reason I'm talking to you here instead of at your house with your wife around. You're a good guy. And they are like, you know, a lot of them are just such narcissists. It takes a little bit of stroke in their ego. And then they just open up. That's interesting. Yeah. That's one of the tricks you've kind of learned. Yeah, time. absolutely. Wow. Alex Rosen, Predator Poachers. Tell people where they can follow your work. Predator Poachers on Rumble. I would say the YouTube channels, but I mean, by the time this drops, who knows what those are even going to be. So Predator Poachers on Rumble. And uh, yeah, if you want to support us, just follow us there. All right, brother. Well, well, Brad, I don't know about you, but that was incredibly enlightening. Oh, I told you earlier, didn't I, before we even played the video, it's histrionic and narcissistic behavior. It's just desire to be seen no matter how stupid or insane you look or whatever. Have you seen these people where they dress up like Shredder off Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with all that metal in their face, and then they do the whole anime, anime hair thing that I was talking about? It's always about attention. It's always about being out there, even if it's negative attention. It's like they never grow up. Yeah, and in the, <clears throat> in the video we were watching, remember that clip where he was talking about how he caught the one trans guy going after the one-year-old? claiming that the one-year-old was capable of learning about sex. That reminds me very much of the video I recently did on my channel about the atheist uh, professor who argued that it was not morally wrong to sexually molest a one-year-old. I don't know yeah, if you saw that. That goes, back, that goes back to, um, what was that uh, guy's name? Starts with a K. Remember, we talked about him a while back, that famous guy who wrote revolutionary, like, sex things about kids and women and men and orgasms and all that? I do not recall, no. Uh, I'll have to look it up later, but yeah, there's a non-believer guy a while back who had actually wrote all that, and for the longest time he was appreciated in science. But then they got into some of his private work and everything, and it turned out that he was actually wanting to experience what it was like to be with children, and he did. Of course, because after all, Kenzie. like like Apologia told me in his video, we're all just apes, bro. We're all just animals. And animals, we don't hold them accountable for the things they do. So, hey, if I have the urge to bang a child, I might as well just do it. The, after uh, all, it's not morally wrong. <laughs> I just remembered the guy's name, Kenzie. They even made a movie about him. Oh, what was the movie called? Well, the movie was actually done a while back. Liam Nielsen, you know, that that uh, awesome action hero, was the one that plays Kenzie. But it's oh. shown him in a good light. They wanted to show him in a good light, and it was back in the 90s or something. But since then, people have found his other private information about uh and he literally goes into detail about how children orgasm yeah nothing makes me want to rip out his spine predator style more than that <laughs> do you have a do you have an open theory i myself personally do why it is that this transgender thing's blowing up so big nowadays what's your personal theory 
Well, I think it's from, if you just simply look back uh, through the end of the 60s, people, a lot of adults started doing major drugs. The 80s came along and people were on all kinds of acid and crazy shit. Is it no wonder all these kids are being born fucked up? Um, especially if it's alcohol involved, fetal alcohol syndrome is a thing. And yeah. crack babies. I just remember back in 2013, leading up to the 2015 Supreme Court decision, when I was arguing with homosexuals on the internet, and they were telling me how homosexuality is great, and there's nothing wrong with it. And I was pointing out to them back in 2013 that, hey, you know, if you go down this road of legalizing homosexuality, you're going to open the door for pedophilia to be legalized because even back then there were already advocacy groups for pedophilia on Facebook that were using the exact same arguments that the homosexual community was using back then to justify their behavior. And they even credited the homosexual community for giving them the arguments that would pave the way for legalizing pedophilia. And of course, all the homosexuals back then are like, oh, no, that'll never happen. You see, children aren't capable of consenting, so that will never be legalized. Here we are 10 years later, and that's exactly what's happening. And I think transgenderism is being used as a Trojan horse, a vessel to legalize pedophilia as well. It's part of the whole thing. But that transitions into the next thing that we need to talk about, which is a UN report from a UN human rights group regarding pedophilia and how they think it's not so bad and should be decriminalized. But I'm going to actually uh, get that on screen first. So here we go. Infowars on screen. Here is an a document called the Eight March Principles for a Human Rights-Based Approach to Criminal Law Prescribing Conduct Associated with Sex, Reproduction, Drug Use, HIV, Homelessness, and Poverty. And this is a human rights group based in the UN. And let me go ahead and zoom up a little. I think 150% will do. So we're going to scroll down to page 22 of this document. Oh, by the way. If you read this document, what you'll find is that this group, they think that taking a dump on a public sidewalk should be decriminalized. <laughs> Making the San Francisco problem a whole lot worse. Oof, that is rough. And with that being said, I'm going to grab me something to drink real quick. You're rocking though, bro. All right. I will wait for you. Yeah, we were just scrolling down to page 22. Where the real sick parts happen. I'll be able to hear you. I've got the wireless. Uh, okay. So here on page 22, and it will extend into page 23, we have principle number 16. Consexual, uh, consensual sexual conduct. It reads... <clears throat> Consensual sexual conduct, irrespective of the type of sexual activity, the sex, gender, sexual orientation, gender identity, or gender expression of the people involved or their marital status, may not be criminalized in any circumstances. Consensual same-sex as well as consensual different-sex sexual relations 
or consensual consensual sexual relations with or between trans, non-binary, and other di gender diverse people or outside marriage, whether premarital or extramarital, may therefore never be criminalized. With respect to the enforcement of criminal law, any prescribed minimum age of consent to sex must be applied in a non-discriminatory manner. Enforcement may not be linked to sex, gender of participants, or age of consent to marriage. So these human rights people say that uh, any application of minimum age for sex laws must be applied in a non-discriminatory manner. Well, I think most of us don't really have a problem with that. But it's the next paragraph that reveals that the paragraph we just read is a load of crock. In the final paragraph of this principle section, it says, <clears throat> Moreover, sexual conduct involving persons below the domestically prescribed minimum age of consent to sex may be consensual in fact, if not in law. In this context, the enforcement of criminal law should reflect the rights and capacity of persons under 18 years of age to make decisions about engaging in consensual sexual conduct and their right to be heard in matters concerning them. Pursuant to their evolving capability, Pursuant to their evolving capacities and progressive autonomy, persons under 18 years of age should participate in decisions affecting them with due regard to their age, maturity, and best interests, and with specific attention to non-discrimination guarantees. Let me translate this hogwash for you. According to this human rights group in the UN, pedophilia should be decriminalized. And why should pedophilia be decriminalized? Because children under the age of 18, through the process of biological evolution, have developed the capacity to consent to sex with an adult. That's right, ladies and germs. According to evolution over billions of years, children in the last 13 years have developed the capacity to consent to sex with adults. And it's not statutory rape when it happens. And this is why I fight so hard on my channel for years to defend young earth creationism and the biblical worldview. And why I spend so much time going after evolution and billions of years and Big Bang cosmology. Because that explanation of origins that rejects what God and the Bible says is the foundation for this crap. The globalists themselves said so in the USA Today back in 2017. They said that if you believe what the globalists say on origins, if you believe in some form of theistic evolution or older creationism where you mesh deep time and evolution with the Bible, well, then you should be all for everything that the globalists want you to do which includes normalizing pedophilia. Biological evolution over billions of years is the basis for determining that children are developing the ability to consent to sex with adults, and therefore pedophilia should be decriminalized. 
This is where atheism takes you, ladies and gentlemen. This is where biological evolution and any form of evolution over deep time, i.e. billions of years, this is where it's taking us today. It takes us to undermining the foundations of truth and reality and morality and decency. This is what it leads to. This is sick, depraved stuff. But if you believe in atheism and billions of years and evolution, you have no moral foundation to object to any of this stuff. In fact, the argumentation is right up your alley. If atheism and evolution and billions of years are true, there is absolutely no reason to think that children are not capable of developing the ability to consent to sex with adults and having their own bodily autonomy in that regard. There's no reason to disbelieve that if you believe that atheism, billions of years, and evolution is true. Which is why this human rights group in the UN argued like they did. That's why I promote young earth creationism in the biblical worldview. That's why I defend its truthfulness. And that's why I attack atheists and evolutionists and their worldview so hard. Because this is what their worldview leads to. The normalization of molesting children. That's what it leads to. Along with all the other sick crap it leads to. And it leads to transgender people murdering Christians for daring to commit the thought crime of dissenting from what they believe is true about themselves. From dissenting, from affirming their mental illness is normal. This is what this leads to. It's disgusting and sickening. And even though I'm not about to vomit, it does make me really, really angry. I think the term that Jesus and the Bible would call it is righteous anger. There are some things in this world that should make you angry, and this is one of those things. There is no sin in being angry about this vile crap. It's horrible. Try not to puke, though. I'm in the middle of lunch. I'm good. Don't worry. Uh, But yes, this is the end game, ladies and germs. The globalists are pushing to get pedophilia normalized worldwide. This is why they're working so hard at you know, the whole LGBTQ thing. This is why they defend transgenderism so much. And this is why they're, you know, trying to convince you that, oh yeah, evolution is true. And because it's true, children are far more complicated and developed than they were years ago. They've developed the ability to consent to sex with adults. They're doing all this. If you believe in evolution, you got to believe we come from chemicals anyway. We don't have any intrinsic value, so what's the point? You know, if we're animals, then why should we give a damn about it, right? Right. Exactly. If we're just a bunch of apes, if we are apes, as Polygia says, if evolution in billions of years is true, we have no grounds whatsoever to oppose what we read here in this document. But if you believe in the biblical worldview, and you believe in a 6,000-year-old earthen universe that was created by God over six ordinary days by the speech of his mouth, well, then you have all of the logical grounds and foundations to reject all this vile crap that the globalists are selling us. And that's not just me saying this. This is what the USA Today said back in 2017 in an article that I've quoted in many videos and shown on screen in many videos. They're the ones who say, if you reject evolution billions of years and you accept 
biblical creationism, you have the foundation to reject all this stuff they're trying to sell you. But as soon as you compromise, in their eyes, you're done. You should go along with everything that they're trying to sell you. That's how the globalists think. Well, TTR, you don't have to put this on the screen or anything, but I gave you a link that goes right along with what you've been talking about, but it's a bit worse than what uh, you mentioned. Hmm. Well, let's see. We're right at two hours, and we're not screen sharing. Let's see what this is. Oh, yeah. Same guy I've been uh, quoting tweets from today. Uh, I saw this video, too. Yeah, that's totes and scrotes normal. Hey, children are evolving, don't you know? I mean, they have capabilities and abilities to consent to stuff that they just didn't have 10 years ago, Brett. They just didn't have these abilities, but times are changing. It's 2023. To those of you watching at home, barfing into whatever trash receptacle or bag you have, sorry about the last couple hours, but this stuff has to be talked about. It absolutely must be talked about because it's happening in our faces. It's happening in our schools, especially in the Western world, especially in the United States of America. Young children who are minors are being exposed to all this stuff. And because their minds are young and impressionable and they don't have the full cognitive ability to determine whether or not what they're being told is right or wrong, they're being buying into this stuff, especially if they think it will make them more cool and more popular and more socially important. That's why there was a recent CDC study that came out that showed that from... Uh, at 2015 to 2021, the percentage of uh, school students who identified as a member of the LGBTQ community rose from 11% to 26%. It's because of the whole social engineering part of it. A lot of them do it because they've been manipulated into thinking they are that. And a lot of them do it simply because they want to be cool. They want to be socially acceptable. They want to be popular and gain friends and have people who care about them so hey let's identify as lesbian gay transgender whatever let's identify that way so that way i have friends at school of course then you dissent from them on any number of things and you find out that they really aren't your friends <sighs> man this is just two hours of this stuff brett i don't know about you but it can really suck the soul right out of you. I hear you there. That was starting to happen in the first 15 minutes of looking at this filth. I can't believe how the world has turned upside down. Very much so. And yeah, this is why I do what I do on the uh, TTOR front. All the apologetic stuff, the creation versus evolution, old versus young earth creationism, dealing directly with atheism and exposing how their worldview is completely false on a paradigm level and how they're anti-science and a lot of things they say and how they practice double standards in regards to creationists and Christians. They'll condemn Christians and creationists for doing things that they themselves do and would never condemn themselves for doing. This is why we do all this. This is why I do all this in particular. It's because this is where it's leading to. The normalization of every perverse, degenerate behavior and sin that there is. 
this stuff goes unchallenged, and it's probably going to happen anyway, even if it does get challenged, because the Bible says things are going to get much worse before Jesus comes back. Pedophilia at some point is going to be normalized. And people like me, well, we just may end up in jail or dead because we dare not go along with it. That's the world that's coming. But while we still have the opportunity, we speak out against it. Well, I agree with you. <laughs> so, yeah, at this point, I don't think Josh is joining us. He's probably still asleep, is my guess. Because if he had woken up at any point in the last two hours, he would have been on here in like two minutes. <laughs> well, maybe the transgenders found out what he was going to be participating in. That would be truly awful. But, yeah, that probably didn't happen. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, man. What a dark stream, guys. But anyway, uh, I think I've gone through just about everything I've wanted to go through. I do have more stuff that I could pull up, a lot of tweets on this stuff, because right now Twitter and the Internet is just saturated with all this documentation and evidence of not just the Nashville shooter and what they did, but all the other transgender people and their degenerate behavior and their violent ways and their assaults on women and you know, calling for their brethren and tr the transgender community to take up arms to defend themselves from Christians, i.e. go ahead and murder those Christians while they're not doing anything wrong. Yeah, all that stuff is just everywhere on the internet. And what I've shown you in this stream, along with Brett, it's just a tiny fraction of this stuff. Just a tiny fraction. The level of degeneracy that you see in the world is just so everywhere you can't get away from it if you're on the internet and pretty soon you won't be able to get away from it in real life either <clears throat> you know we were talking earlier backstage before we started the show about another thing that's been coming up and it seems uh starting to rise in the trendiness but transgenders apparently want to transgender or transition over their pets do you have an article on that because you can definitely screen share it well, same uh, Twitter accounts you uh, are using, I use as well. And that's uh, some of the stuff I've seen up there where they basically want to do that. I mean, for years, people were already chopping, lopping the balls off of their dogs and everything like that. But the uh, transgenders are starting to get into this weird idea where they want to turn their boy puppy into a girl puppy and all that. It's like, uh, all right. Well, hey, we're just animals. We're just all animals, Brett, so why not? <laughs> and look how we treat animals, so. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, I'm going to call it a show here. It's been a long one, but it's been an informal one, an informational one, I should say. And if you want to talk to me backstage after the show, Brett, you are more than welcome. But to you, the viewing audience, I say goodbye and Hopefully you guys have a better and more cheerful day than, well, you may be having if you're watching this show. But hopefully now you're informed of what's going on in the world and you can think about what you can do to make a difference in combating it. And I don't mean taking up arms and going to a transgender event and shooting up a bunch of people. I mean informing others of what's going on and hopefully making the biblical worldview known to others if you're a Christian and 
talking about what the Bible says on these issues. And with that, farewell, guys.